There is a form of multimedia entertainment beyond that which is good. These games are as vast in number as they are terrible. They dwell in the dark recesses of history, unearthed from the pits of the bargain bin. These are the games of horror. This is Garbage Game Night. Welcome to Garbage Game Night, the podcast where we are on a top secret mission to discover games that weren't as bad as the reviewers said they were. Actually, they were double agent games. They were just pretending to be bad. They needed to infiltrate bad games. It was patriotic of them to be double agents. But it turns out we're not even GGN. We're a clone of GGN. We're part of a secret AI network that's controlling game reviews across the globe. But actually, the games were really bad all along. (laughs) They were triple agents going by the title of Big Bad Game. And if you were uh, a little more cultured, you'd appreciate the plot of it all. Yeah, tonight we're talking about Metal Gear series and the game uh, that most fans refuse to believe exists, Metal Gear Survive. This is a pre-play tonight, so we've all played this game. We're going to talk about our experiences and play a bit of the online co-op live together here. But first, let me introduce the our panel, our cabal of secret agents. Uh, should we have code names like Snake? What well, we should use our code names in the game. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm we have just Frank in the game. You're just Frank in the game. That's okay. So That's what I'm saying. Can you be I Frank be, Snake. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I could be Iron Mike. You're Frank Snake. You know. <laughs> Iron Mike. Okay. Iron Mike. And Tom, what are you? Bulbasaur. <laughs> Perfect. Agent Bulbasaur. Um, or Bulbasaur Snake. All right. Uh, my character, which we'll take a look at. Um, I I was gonna make a really badass female character that was always wearing a tank top named Letty, like from Fast and the Furious, and it turned into just something else entirely, which you guys will see her eventually. Yeah, she got a, a little bit of something on her face. Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> she looks like she may have partaked in, partooken, partaken in some uh, use it's of methamphetamines. It's actually partookmitated. <laughs> in uh, methamphetamines at some point in her life. Yeah. <laughs> um, recreationally, recreationally. Yeah, just, just a little, you know, on the weekends, it's fine. Some meth on the yeah. weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Tom, how are you doing today? You mean Bulbasaur, oh, uh, how am bul- I doing? Bulbasaur, how are you doing today? Agent Bulbasaur. Bulba. Bulba. Oh no, you're going to have to be able to say more than Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do that for the whole podcast. The whole podcast. Okay. And by the end, you'll get like a vibe for what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be like your my... rac- raccoon to a uh, Groot. I'm doing well. Um, Frank, I want to let you know that my my wife prevented me from doing something really cool. Wow. It involves you in a weird way. Um, your GGN hand. Um... <laughs> Right now, it's just doing like, what is that? G1 is that the, from Finger. Anyway, it's like The Rock. You're like, I want to rock. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's that. But my my other friend gave me this beautiful Damascus knife. And I the other and it's just in a drawer because I couldn't find a way to like display it. And I realized I'm like, I'm going to make the knife, you know, put it in the hand, have the hand yeah. hold it. And it works flawlessly. But Grace says, what if it falls and what if it stabs a cat? So, <laughs> yeah. so it's in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you should do it and then take a picture of it, you know, and then just tell everyone, yeah, I have it like that all the time. And then really you don't. And they come over, you go, oh, yeah, I just put it away right now because the cat was, you know, <laughs> I usually have it out there. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. All right. Well, before we get into this game, the last game we played was The Ship Remastered, uh, hosted oh, by wait, hey, Frank. Uh, real yep. quick, uh, just a customary, you don't have to respond. I actually don't give a shit. Um, just a customary, how are you? Uh, just for a point, <laughs> quick point. Um, but let's oh, not flog sure us down. I'm not going to get a point from that. Good <laughs> <group>. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I'm just um, trying to save us time, you know. <laughs> I've um, I've been researching this game a lot. We'll talk about playtime later. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been doing well. Thanks, appreciate it. Even though you don't care, I uh, really appreciate that, Tom. Uh, before we get into this game, though, the last game we played was the Ship Remastered, hosted by Frank. Appreciate that. I don't think I have anything to say about that game. It was a fun experience online playing with you guys, but it's already uninstalled. <laughs> any other any other <laughs> thoughts about that? Wow, it's taking up too much space huh okay yeah, it was <laughs> dare i say uh, without, ain't free frank yeah true i almost i i have uninstalled almost every single one instantly mm-hmm. little, little preview i think okay. i'm gonna keep this around <laughs> he's gonna keep metal gear survive around all right really? um <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it all right well beep 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 ggn news we've got a few <gasps> updates on we have a few episodes on youtube now the bus simulator's out and we've got more coming so as always make sure you leave us a review or thumbs up whatever you can do on whatever platform you're watching us on and you can find us live recording these things on twitch.tv slash ggn cast and you can get yourself a trash panda emote um so yeah stop by and sometimes we do giveaways maybe you can win a, a free game maybe i'm giving out a uh, a free copy of Metal Gear Survive tonight. Stick around. Recently but, saw it. it was at 1.8 million views. So just 200,000 more, everybody. That's all we want. You know, we, we're not asking for much. Just 200,000 more. Um, yeah. Streams. <laughs> and uh, man, we'll be on top of the world then. Anyway, the game we're playing this evening, it is a pre-play. Like I said, uh, we've all put some hours into it and we're going to talk about the game for a while. But um, and I've got some footage of actually Frank playing the game right now on Twitch. So first, before we talk about specifics about this game, what are your guys experience with the Metal Gear series or Kojima? Have we all played some Metal Gear um, solid games or Metal Gear games? We have mine's real quick. Uh, the only one I've actually really played a lot of was the demo disc for, I believe, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, really? Um, and then besides that, I really never played a Metal Gear Solid game. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I know a lot of people, uh, like, I know a lot of people who have played them, and they've said a lot about it, you know? Yeah. And I think I watched uh, a couple of buddies play 4 when it came out. Mm-hmm. I think I was in high school when that came out. And, yeah. uh, like, this one guy, he knew, like, every single line of dialogue from it, <laughs> and okay. he repeated it. It was, a, you know. Uh, so, but uh, personally, no hands-on experience, uh, really, uh, besides this piece of shit. So Okay. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And Tom, how about you? Which ones have you played? So I um, I had to just pull up a list of them real quick because yeah. so I played Metal because Gear. There, there's some main ones and there's some side games and then there's like reissues of a lot of them. So it's yeah, be hard to I keep track of. I don't know about this, but I've got Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2 I played. Mm-hmm. And then I think, honestly, after Sons, Sons of Liberty is the first one of Raiden, right? Correct. Yeah. Everyone after that. So like I'm looking at Snake Eater, Peace Walker, Ground Zero, the Phantom Paint. I haven't played. Oh, you played Snake any- Eater, you said. Snake Eater is the one no. in the jungle where you're doing the, the sniper. I mission. did not play. I did not play Snake Eater. Who was I talking to about that? Was it Hunter who said he'd done that? I thought that was you. Maybe Hunter. OK. Yeah. Oh. I So right. it was Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. That okay. is I, I played that and everything before it, which is not much. But yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so, well, I, I had a buddy growing up that I played all the Metal Gear Solid games with. I never actually owned Metal Gear Solid uh, 
the, what's known as Metal Gear Solid, the PlayStation game, but I, I played through it and was extremely into, like you said, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Like I would just, especially the first mission of that one where you're on the boat as um, Solid Snake, would just run that mission over and over again. And I, I knew it so well, just kind of exploring the the engine that they had for that game I thought was so cool. And uh, yeah, Raiden's the second part of Metal Gear Solid 2. Same with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And I also played what was known as Metal Gear VR Missions, which was a standalone disc at one point. It was later added into a deluxe version of Metal Gear Solid. It's just a bunch of like training exercises um, using their engine. So it's just using all the tools and weapons and stuff to, to mess with the AI and stuff. And uh, I also played through and beat Metal Gear Solid 4, but it's weird because I genuinely did not remember it. Like if you would have asked me a week ago, like, did you play 4? I'm like, nope. Uh, Snake Eater was the last one I played. But as I was doing the research for this, I looked at it and just trying to figure out what happened in each game. It received like the highest praise possible, is credited with boosting sales of PS3, got perfect tens across the board, and is considered apparently, to Wikipedia, as one of the greatest games of all time. And like reading through the plot, I'm like, oh wait, I played this entire game. <laughs> and uh, But I, I just immediately forgot about it as soon as I finished it, which is weird. I don't know what that says about me or the game, but uh, yeah, so take that with a grain of salt. I think it does matter, like your experience with the Metal Gear franchise coming into this game, so that's why I, why I ask. Um, so I personally have not played the, the other entries that matter are Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zero, or Phantom Pain, um, which is the, the last, what most people consider the last Metal Gear game. But this game still came out, deal with it. So um, your knowledge of this game, Metal Gear Survive, before you played it, uh, like Tom, had you heard about this game at all or did you know it had a reputation at all? I, I have heard of this game before. Do you know what it was I, or? Sort of. I think I had like the most base basic of descriptions of it, okay. of just it being kind of like base building okay. Metal Gear um, or like, or actually, you know what? I take away base building. I think I just heard of it as like a survival game skinned as um, Metal Gear, but I don't remember it being something that was like talked about gotcha. in either extreme, you know, like good or bad. So, okay. And Frank. Oh yeah. I know I, this game has <laughs> quite the reputation and, uh, yeah. I knew it was trash and after playing it, I know it's trash, you know, now, I, I watched, uh, some, you know, people review it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, this came after, what well, was it? Phantom pain. Uh, yes, it's the one where you Phantom had pain. the, the mute sniper girl uh i don't know the plots well enough but i'm the, the one that, the one that breathes through her skin yes and oh, therefore it's like yeah like a video the, game's way her of name's like, like that's why she's got like a good. dumb name too uh and if she talks she dies oh uh anyway listen um, do you realize like how like it's so funny like her name is quiet <laughs> How? Yep, that's it. Yep. Her name is how quiet. like <laughs> hyper masculine, like 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 a feminist group hearing that character be like, wait, describe the character you made. Be like, well, she's you know, she can wear almost no clothing because she breathes through her skin, and if she talks, she dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ultimate woman. Right? <laughs> it's like, no, no, like you don't they understand. designed it's about, it to it's like, about political espionage. <laughs> this really wanted to offend to like that group they're just like that'll get their go <laughs> so um i knew that people didn't like this game but like i said honestly after playing guns of the patriots i'd simply never touch the series again i was only vaguely familiar about phantom pain and metal gear survive i i knew that phantom pain had more of like a arabian nights kind of vibe it was way more open world and and based in afghanistan and i think i knew survive was made without kojima but i, I didn't realize that it is kind of the side game that it is so anyway yeah that's, that's our background on the game so 
Let's start at the beginning uh, with the simplest part of any Metal Gear game, the plot. I'm going to run down some very basic overview of the Metal Gear series plot in chronological order. So big spoilers here. This is mostly lifted right from the wiki page, the Metal Gear series. Also, real quick, I, yeah. I have... So, you know, I, I've seen, I watched a lot of people play, I think, five, because I thought about Phantom picking Pain, I actually yeah. might own it, for all, all, <laughs> all I know. I, yeah. I, I probably own it on multiple systems. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've actually ever played it. But uh, after that, I did read, like, the Wikipedia for everything. So it's like, I'm familiar enough with certain aspects of it, but I, it's also so fucking convoluted, where it's like, you know, I probably only retained, you know, a tenth. Yeah. It is of, of everything. So. And I, I played so much, like I said, of Metal Gear 2 that like I've seen all the cutscenes over and over again. And still me rereading the plot to that game. I'm like, wait, that's what was happening. <laughs> it's, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think that anyone that, ex that 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 pitches as if they really know and understand this the series is lying to you. But if, if you know whatever you enjoy, <laughs> or they really you, you they really you. know it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to do some deep studying. Like, all right, so let's break this down chronologically. It starts with Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. It's the first chronologically. It introduces a guy going by the name Naked Snake. He works for Fox Unit of the CIA during the Cold War. It follows him becoming a legendary soldier and the downfall of his mentor, the boss, because she to the Soviet Union. You go to the Soviet jungle to kill her and stop Volgin, who's a guy looking to overthrow the Soviet government, uh, who's apparently worse than, you know, the Soviet government in the Cold War. Snake earns the title of Big Boss by the end of it and culminates in some complicated plot about the guy who founded Fox Unit, whose name was Zero, and a group called the Patriots. The next game, chronologically, is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, or kind of Metal Gear Solid 3.5. It's 10 years after Snake Eater. Big Boss is head of MS. Uh, which is some sort of militia. You're stopping some nukes from going to South America. The next game, chronologically, is Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. It's a direct sequel to Peace Walker and it has two parts. First, Ground Zeroes. Uh, the first part is a few weeks after Peace Walker. You're rescuing some VIPs from a black site. You then visit Mother Base, the hub of your militia. Then your militia is the MSF. It's attacked by a mysterious organization named XOF. Big Boss's helicopter hits another, and he's hospitalized for nine years. Remember this part right here. That might sound familiar. The second part of Phantom Pain is Big Boss putting together a group to retaliate against the destruction of MSF. The group he makes is the Diamond Dogs, but some spoilers here. It turns out that your character that you're playing as this big boss it's actually just part of the medical staff that was brainwashed and thought he was big boss the real big boss went on into hiding and created a place called outer heaven which was a place where soldiers can live without having to abide by any particular ideology which is just a nonsense concept in my we're not going to dwell on it that's that's just it's not uh. okay so next chronologically is the game metal gear which you may have seen on the nes it's actually like the original version of it was released on a system called the msx2 probably seen like the top down original metal gear on the nes that was released Released in 87, it follows a character named Solid Snake, which is a rookie of Foxhound. He's sent by Big Boss. So this is a different Solid Snake. This character is actually named Solid Snake, and he was sent by Big Boss, the character that you were playing in as uh, in, in Snake Eater, to South Af Africa to a fortress known as Outer Heaven. You're trying to find a squad member named Gray Fox and investigating a weapon known as Metal Gear. After shockingly you complete the goal that you're sent on, Big Boss is revealed to be the leader of Outer Heaven, like we just found out that Big Boss was the leader of Outer Heaven. You, Solid Snake, fight big boss and kill him however Wait, as he we, sent you he sent you I, I don't know political espionage double agents it doesn't matter shut up you solid <laughs> snake you fight big boss the, and kill that's him that's where they got the idea for the other game escape from earth 
uh, Exodus from, from Earth. LA. Exodus from Earth. Yeah, same, yeah, same idea. You uh, or Chaser? Chaser? Chaser was Chaser. the one that was more yeah, that more face off. Sure. Use Solid Snake fight uh, Big Boss and kill him. However, as we now know, since we're talking through it chronologically, you know that that was actually a body double. The, the next game, Metal Gear Solid, which is the one we're all probably most familiar with, the one on the PlayStation. It is revealed that Solid Snake. The, the character that you played in uh, on uh, in that first Metal Gear game. Uh, Solid Snake is a genetic clone of Big Boss. Your antagonist is Liquid Snake, your twin brother, another genetic clone of Big Boss who took control of Foxhound after Snake's retirement. Uh, Liquid and Foxhound take control of nuclear weapons disposal facility in Alaska and get a hold of Rex, which is a Metal Gear weapon platform. They want Big Boss's remains and are going to detonate the warhead in Rex if they don't get it. Solid Snake ends up destroying Rex and everyone and everything except Ocelot, a a fellow who twirls around cowboy guns. At the end of Metal Gear Solid, a third snake, brother known as Solidus Snake, is introduced to you as the U.S. president, because why not? <laughs> that takes us to Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, or Tons of Liberty, as Tom called it before. Solidus, uh, <laughs> Solidus, Solidus, uh, or the president, becomes aware of a group called the Patriots, who are manipulating the course of history. So after his tenure as president, he takes control of an offshore facility that's being used to develop arsenal gear, a mobile undersea fortress designed to house and protect a network of AI is created to influence human development by filtering the availability of information across the internet. So this is four years after Metal Gear Solid. You're now controlling Raiden, fighting against Solidus's units, who was your former commander during his time as a child soldier. You join forces with Snake, <laughs> like the original Snake, uh, and, and you learn you're being manipulated by Revolver Ocelot, who works for the Patriots, uh, not the football team. Later in the game, Ocelot seems to be possessed by Liquid Snake, using nanomachines from Liquid's arm. Because he took he took Liquid's arm to replace his arm after he lost it during the events of Metal Gear Solid 1. Also, there's a vampire and you kill Solidus. So the next chronologically, we've got oh, Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Uh, so now a rapidly aging Solid Snake, now branded as Old Snake, is on a mission to defeat Revolver Ocelot. The Patriots, so just to be clear what the Patriots are, the Patriots are a group of people who wanted to control history. And like it's one of those things like if we control everything, we can we can end war by taking away free will and shaping the course of history but they're all okay they're just ai at this point so it's 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 a group of of minds in an ai center that's that's the enemy anyway so guns of the patriots patriots still exist and are trying to influence the course of human history installing ai systems around the world ocelot is trying to take control of the operating system for his own goals solid snake wins and you decide to live out your life in peace <laughs> this is really this is really cutting out a lot of stuff i mean there's a thing where you like you find that the character named zero is still alive and like a hundred and something years old and you kill him in his sleep or something um anyway so metal gear rising revengeance which is not a real word that's the ninja one the cyber ninja one that focuses just on raiden and like people hated raiden oh, yeah. so it's much like, in Metal Gear it's Solid like the, uh, what is it fruit fruit ninja but with raiden <laughs> exactly yeah. uh yeah doesn't it okay. use the same thing like you, you can like bisect anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it starts with raiden as a cyborg ninja mercenary because that's a thing he fails his mission of defending someone and as wikipedia says he decides to re-avenge his failure and is sent out with his new cyborg body to fight a mysterious militia group so hence therefore hitherto revengeance <laughs> so you'll note i didn't mention metal gear survive in there well the fans dismiss this game so much that uh it's not even in like the list of metal gear series plot um 
but it happens immediately after the events of Ground Zero incident. So when I said Big Boss is visiting the mother base and it's a trap and he gets the helicopter gets destroyed, it's attacked by XOF soldiers and he's hospitalized for nine years. Well, the intro to this game, Metal Gear Survive, you start off seeing that happen more or less. Uh, you don't actually get to play any of it, but you see that from the perspective of one of the MSF soldiers on that day of the base being attacked and uh, something that you didn't see in that other game, a giant wormhole appearing. Yeah, so that's that's some quick uh, Metal Gear plot uh, overview. Any questions there? Makes sense, right? So many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just gonna let that one go. All right, I'm going to toss a, uh, the intro video up on screen here. So the game starts with some a couple exposition about when this is and the chronology right after the Peace Walker incident. Okay, so when the first cutscene in this game starts, it says, a pseudo-historical sequence of events several days after the fall of Mother Base. Any idea? What, what does that mean to you guys? <laughs> means a pseudo-historical pseudo sequence. sequence of events. It says that in a game that is obviously fiction. <laughs> I've never heard. It's, it's like these events are, are not based on actual things, you know, or people. Like I thought maybe it was going for that. But after doing the research for this game, they put that in there because they wanted to make it clear that like this is not actually canon to the Metal Gear series. And oh, you think know, they changed it? They said that they put that in there on purpose, that it's like and it's like you shouldn't like it's not it's not core to the to the original Metal Gear canon, which is weird because there's not a reason why it shouldn't be like this is a side story essentially but anyway just a interesting little tidbit i don't know whether they were trying to assuage like pissed off kojima fans or something but anyway yeah they they decided to include that so the game kicks off with looking at the wreckage of a base and this game does do something that I was a pretty big fan of. So you're good. They're going through all the bodies. It's it's at the immediate uh, aftermath of the, the mother base being attacked by XOF, the MSF. This is like in 1980. The group that Big Boss created was decimated in this attack. In the very beginning, we're seeing here, I think it's MF soldiers doing like humanitarian cleanup, getting body bags. The UN's there. There's a guy named Good, good Luck there. He's looking for someone. He finds you in your coffin and does the classic, is this the way they're supposed to look? And then it sends you into a character creator screen. It's like, uh, it's like in Fallout. When you look in the mirror and it's like, ah, how do I look in the morning? And then you reshape your face and your wife or husband comes in and is like, looking good. Um, well, this <laughs> is done from a coffin. <laughs> uh, you're dead and you pick about like, what's the body he's looking at look like? So there you are dead in the coffin. And good luck says, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Then you start having flashbacks, even though you're dead, to the battle that ensued and why you're dead. You it looks like Solid Snake is coming in a helicopter and then he's just absolutely owning it, being a tactical badass. And he heads, heads out after saving, I don't know, is it Big Boy? I don't know. Is it the other guy? It looked like the guy that you see later, the guy who's like sucked into the wormhole, but it's not. I guess maybe it's Big Boss. Anyway, I mean, it did, coffin, you know, it's funny. It did look like um, I thought that same thought, but I think it's not. Yeah. 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 Because so, he doesn't recognize you and you'd think you would recognize that guy. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So seemingly your coffin's dumped into the water, I think. And then it's like it's grabbed later, I think, by like a robot in the water. I, I don't know. So anyway, the next cutscene is like it's I don't want to call it a cutscene. It's a bunch of CCTV screens and there's this just giant exposition dump while it's just showing the CCTV screens and the characters move around on those like monitoring screens at a frame rate of like 12 a minute. It seems like they really cheaped out on the budget on that for some reason. Um, they might as well have just done it on a text screen but good luck is apparently sending you on a mission to the gates of 
hell, but you're dead. But his boss doesn't like the idea of it. Anyway, you're seemingly dead on the table. Um, you also find out you're infected or something. So you wake up in a weird world. Everything's derelict and you're being told that you need to find the base. You run through a facility. You find a soldier that's like it's your first encounter with like a zombie kind of situation. You find a soldier who seems to be OK. His name is Reeves. He's actually an XOF soldier and you're a MSF soldier. Kind of put it together. Like, hey, these are all zombies. And um, you start working together with Reeve and get a message from good luck through the communications that uh, you need to make your way to the base and good luck's trying to tell you what they are um they're monsters called wanderers uh you escape the base and you, f you find mother base the place that got was uh, destroyed seemingly in in like the original place that you died it's like in the middle of the desert now and another flashback now of when big boss left the 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 mother base and you're on you're left on the base and what a giant wormhole opens up and there's this giant action sequence of you you know grabbing onto railing as things are being sucked up into it and there's a character that's like flying past you and you grab him and you think you're gonna save him and then he grabs you and then you grab a wire and a box hits him and he goes flying through and you, you think you're gonna almost barely save him um he gets sucked through the wormhole and then the wormhole just kind of closes on your hand well that's how he loses his arm yes you lose your arm which uh, grows it back. grows back <laughs> because you're infected. Your arm will glow periodically through the plot. And you're told that, you know, sometimes wormholes open up. It's a thing that happens. And these zombies come through. So far, they've all been contained. And like they show you that, like, it happened in Vietnam before, but we got a control of it. And then so you're, you're in this area and you're being sent there to get a power source from there to destroy it. So the wormholes stop or something. Uh, motivations change throughout this game. But they call the zombies wanderers. And they have just enough energy to send one person in there and it's you so reeve as the guy who got sucked up into a wormhole apparently is a he's a bit of a jerk he just wants to get back doesn't want to save anyone but you want to save people as you go you meet a giant ai robot named virgil who's going to sit at your base and, and tell you everything because he's so smart but he has a split personality and he'll guide he you slashy. to yeah, he'll guide you to, uh, he, she will guide you to your goal of um, opening up a wormhole. And you're following the footsteps of a team before you, but they've all died or disappeared. Thus ensues a bunch of fetch quests to learn more about Kieran Core, the team before you, and uh, to find a way home. So, yeah, that is a giant um, intro to this game about, about what's going on. This giant robot that has thrusters and can fly around, but mostly just sits at the base, uh, named Virgil. With seeming unlimited power. Yes, doesn't need to be powered by anything. So uh, I kind of skipped over the, the character builder there. What do you guys think of the character builder? I thought I love character creation, like mm -hmm. period. And I think it gave you like m at least like sufficient, you know what I mean? Like level to make yourself something that like um, however you wanted him to look. I think yeah. it could have gone further, but yeah. it certainly goes it goes further than other stuff. Like I've seen character creation stuff where I'm like, why does this even exist? It's so limited. Sure. And this this it was fun. Like I made I made a guy like I wanted to make someone that was like really old looking and like I feel like I kind of struggled in doing that. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, okay. it was good. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it, it is not like preset one, preset two, preset three. It is it is definitely um a slider for like twelve different well, you can uh, use elements presets of the too, jaw. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, you can start from something, yeah. But if, if you wanted to shape your cheekbones, there's like 12 different sliders just to manipulate your, your cheekbones. That really caught me off guard. 
the thing that yeah. it does lack, it probably like it could have used more facial hair and and hairstyles and stuff because those aren't things that can yeah. be controlled by sliders. You know, I absolutely loved how characters get integrated into the cutscenes, though. I mean, these are like live rendered cutscenes, and I'm always a fan of seeing my goofy looking character wearing the gear that I've you know put on in a you know an official cutscene for the game. I'm a sucker for that, and this game definitely delivers with that. I've got my uh, goblin looking girl in her all these PMC soldier scenes. I love that. Yeah. Frank, what'd you think? I was, you know, messing around with it and then I discovered the Mike Tyson preset and then that mm. kind of just stopped me from uh, doing, I mean, I, I did, I did, you know, some little modifications here and there, but uh, after that it was pretty much like, oh no, this is, this is, we're pretty much set here. <laughs> this is, it's Why? perfect. You can't improve upon that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, messed with his eyes a little bit and, you know, facial hair <laughs> It's, you know, it's like I'm thinking like Mike Tyson, but he's been out, you know, he's wandering. Sure, he's been wandering the deserts, yeah. Part of what uh, he's talking, you know, there's a lot to say about this world and stuff that they've thrown you into. And part of it is them describing the dust. So most of this world, which they call Dite, unless I'm mispronouncing it because I always think about Dirte. Um, we can call it Dirte if you guys want to. <laughs> um, yeah, I prefer Dirte. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, most of it is covered in what they call dust. Now, dust is essentially, I mean, it's a, I feel like there was an opportunity to do something cool visually. And instead what it is, is just everything looks foggy and your uh, draw distance is lowered. So you can't see very far. It, it just, it kind of looks like crap when you're in the dust and, and things, you can't see them that far away. Sometimes you can see some glowing from further away, be it a beacon or the wanderers heads, which in case we haven't made clear, the wanderers have giant crystals sticking out of the tops of their heads. Like the, the top half of their head is missing and where their brain should be is a giant crystal. That's what a wanderer is. Yeah. And when you're in the dust you got to have oxygen and uh so you have to replenish it by going back to base so you can't stay out in the dust for too long yeah so that's that's kind of the the world we're dealing with here do you have any other thoughts on the world frank i hate it you hate the world Um, okay (laughs) yeah all right i i am not a fan all right so and you you kind of like you venture out into the dust you find a, a teleporter and that's like your Okay, that's your new your new place, and that'll help you travel further now. So you just teleport back to main base, and next time you can go to that teleporter, and it's not a straight line. There's it just kind of network out, but most of the time the the quests do send you in a very like go to this one next, and that'll kind of expand how far you can run out there. That being said, like running out there, the stamina in this game, the stamina is not there with the intent of for you running to get places. You can run yeah, for I, maybe I seven seconds. <laughs> it does feel discouraging to run yeah for sure like, you're supposed to use it only in combat but at the same time it's like it's not that helpful in combat either yeah it's it's weird wow you just found a lot of dudes frank there are a lot of them in some places i did not expect that yeah, and they, yeah they, uh, they, at least at least at the level i'm at it's like you'll get into a situation where you're like well i guess i gotta leave <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is what I wanted. Uh, Frank's bunching them all up and tossing some some molds of cocktails. Oh, there's so many here. So I mean, yeah. So let's let's talk about the mechanics of the game a little bit, I guess. So yeah, you're 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 well, you go by Captain. Um, that's what Virgil calls you. Captain is he he can get melee weapons. That's what you start off with, like spears and stuff. You slowly very slowly start getting more weapons like uh, pistols eventually get an assault rifle some shotguns and so there's there's an interesting variety of melee weapons Um, there's some axes some sledgehammers you can go heavier with them but meanwhile like you're you're managing your survival stats which you do have to feed yourself 
Oh yeah, I think I made a balloon, but I don't know how to use it. So that's something that was integrated from Phantom Pain, which again, I didn't play the game, so I was not very familiar with it. Yeah, it's like you can just attach things with a with a balloon and have them hover up in the air. But in this, it's like you attach the balloon to them and you just send them back to your base. So anything that you attach to a balloon is sent back to your base for harvesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, again, I, I'm not sure what the connection that has with uh, Metal Gear 4. Uh, phantom pain but in this it just it feels like a very odd mechanic about like here i am venturing out into the world well i want to send something back home i'll attach a balloon to it <laughs> and uh mm. yeah that, that's how that works so yeah you're managing your oxygen while you're out in the dust your your hunger food you can get poisoned and injured in lots of different ways that require lots of different bandages in a way that's very reminiscent of at least snake eater there were different like pulstices for each um type of injury frank is just set on dying it seems like he's getting in there and meleeing man you're fighting these zombies and they have crystals in their heads and them or oh frank's Dead. down <laughs> <laughs> fighting them and like digging the crystals out of their skulls or um just finding places around the world with the crystals you just kind of harvest them and that's your experience you can turn that into level up later on so there is it's on the fox engine so it's like the espionage, the, the, the sneaking that was available in the other games is, is there still. I'd say the biggest carryover that makes this a Metal Gear game is the gear that you have. Like you have you know, the cocktails. You can, there's later on you start unlocking more like decoy things. You can build fences, which comes out of nowhere. I, I don't know if, again, that was in Phantom Pain, but it feels very it, odd to like, I'm going like to use Fortnite. my... Yeah, it is. And you can build ramps actually as well. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to build a chain link fence out of my pocket. So you put a thing down on the ground and like out of like a wormhole looking effect comes a chain link fence. And very often this game devolves into you building a chain link fence and stabbing zombies through it. The possibility, Only when you have the pipe. Oh, something that can reach through it. Yeah. yeah, if you're trying to hit it with like a machete or something, that you're you're in for a bad time. But yeah, yeah, uh, I tried that and I was like, well, this is fucking useless. <laughs> I'm just damaging my fence. <laughs> well, I'm fucking dead now, boys. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's some of the oh gameplay my. mechanics of this game. So Frank, since you're just looking at the skill tree, and Tom, I, I imagine you've seen the skill tree. You've leveled up as well. Thoughts? I mean, I I didn't discover too too much. Yeah. of what I could do, but it seemed like you had a pretty good option between um, being like melee oriented or stealth oriented. And it's it it seems like their thought was that you could be like the kind of player to go in blaze of glory or you could sneak and you could you know, yeah, so, specialize. So, yeah, in the main skill tree, you've got four skills that are your like, base stats, strength, stamina, endurance, and dexterity. And, and all, all the other skills that are available to you there, there's like one that helps you loot faster, I think. But all the rest of them are about like melee and close quarter combat, like one that like helps you, that'll allow you to do a running swing or one that will allow you to trip a zombie and ones that add more combos to your swings, which is pretty weird because... I never changed my playstyle based on that, but I did feel like I'm fighting zombies. I don't want to do melee. And as we're watching Frank play, and I'm sure you've experienced Tom, like it takes like two or three hits to die from them. So like, why would I want to be close? So I, yeah, I wanted. I've hit them and I kind of expected, I guess, from my experience, that, like by hitting them first, they would like Stagger. they would kind of <laughs> stumble or. Yeah, exactly. But like they'll they'll attack me anyway. Yeah. So like getting in close to them. Yeah. Tactically, it does seem like it, it kind of doesn't make as much sense because it was like it was genuinely dangerous. Yeah. For me to to, to do it. Because even if I hit them first, they'll if they're swinging at me, they'll finish that 
that animation it sounds lame to say that, but the animation, yeah. but like they will, if they were swinging at me before, it doesn't matter how hard I hit them. As long as they're not dead, they're yeah. going to hit me. Yeah. So I never changed my play style. I got the bow and kind of stuck with it because bow and arrow in this game, you can retrieve the arrows. Like my entire play style was based around using a bow and retrieving my arrows, which made for some pretty boring gameplay but at the same time it made the most sense like if i was trying to beat the game (laughs) so what i was very shocked to learn in researching this like i said there's there are no skills that allow you to really improve you doing that play style oh really it's Um, just melee right except once you finish the game once you finish the main single player campaign you get a you get subclasses so it, what? The, the main what? game is, I want to say, 17 to 20 hours. And you, I reached a point in which I no longer wanted to level up or use my skill points because we'll touch on it a little bit later, but I'm pretty sure this scales in a Skyrim kind of way. If you level up, they level up. So it almost would behoove you to stop leveling up if there's no skills you don't want because it, it doesn't benefit you anymore to level up. Oh, and then wait for the specialties to come out that you exactly. would want. Yeah, so once you finish the game and then like you you get one more memory board after beating the main story, essentially you're playing New Game Plus, you get a subclasses, and there's four different subclasses that you can pursue. Assault, Jaeger, Medic, or Scout. And like what there, a mistake. there are there are cool special abilities in there. So like assault, let's see. You get a super boost to your strength and, and uh vitality. You can do a tactical slap, which is a wraparound style movement behind an advers- adversary. You can do a critical chain, a heavy stomp a guard move which blocks their attacks and the jaeger ability i think this is the one you have an ability called arrow rain which rains down multiple arrows on adversaries in a uh, arc you can do lock on shots to fire multiple shots at a single adversary you can pull out back a bow and do three shots at once you can do stun shots like all these awesome skills that are like this is what i was looking for and you you want someone to beat the game before you do any of it? <laughs> and, and how long does it take to beat the game? Uh, from what I can see, 17 to 20 hours. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's like focusing I, I, on the main saying, story. I'm not too. saying that it's particularly long for it to be a game, but to, but to beat a game and then unlock something that seems like it should be available to you from the very beginning is... Yeah. Yeah, and the medic has like a thing where you do a backstab and you get health back from it. I mean, scout, which I guess most people play as, it makes it sound like you control extra units as a scout. Oh, you can you can do like a resupply turrets and auto turrets and stuff. So like you're a you're a um they call it a scout, but you're actually more like an engineer. <laughs> wow. But bizarre like kind of rollout of your abilities. Like I said, it was it was more in my interest to stop leveling up. These guys as zombies. Who doesn't enjoy a good zombie game, right? And base building and survival. These are kind of ingredients that I'm on board with. So, Tom, what do you think of the zombies in this game? I mean, honestly, other than, like, the style of, like, them having, like, the diamond kind of growing out of them, which I I do think artistically they look kind of cool, like that idea of I've only bumped into, like, the Wanderers, you know? Yeah. So I can't really like you know tell you about any of the other ones I saw in Frank's. It was like that big bulbous one, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because when I saw that, I was like, man, like it, God, it feels like these zombie games. Like we're, we like said, we play. We're Grace and I are playing Stay of the Decay. It's like there is a zombie that explodes and has yeah. like a gas. Like uh, it's just yeah. like it, it doesn't feel very like interesting and new. Mm-hmm. But I like that kind of diamond thing. I like that it makes sense. It's like that's like a target for you to sure. get like a one hit kills. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You would um, you would do that. But yeah. 
the amount of numbers that they're in is kind of good. Like, I feel like sometimes in zombie games, like they don't feel threatening. And then at least at my level, mm-hmm. they feel like a Especially threat. When you, when you first start out in the in the in the mission, the first kind of like little base that you go to where you have to get a memory board that I think you've done. Like there's a lot of zombies in that base. That's like a good introduction, I think. Oh, yeah. And I listen, I was very cocky. And went into it being like, oh, I'll be fine. And like very quickly, like they knocked down the fence I made. And I was like, oh, I didn't even expect that would happen. And it kind of got me in a dangerous situation. And I don't know, I experienced a little bit of like, oh, shit, you know, and so that was kind of cool. Like, I, I don't I I guess I don't have anything like super heavy to critique on the zombies. My other than the fact that like they they're pretty much standard. You know, right. like I, I, I haven't uh, there. That kaiju thing was wicked cool. Yeah. So like that's exciting. But like as far as the, you know, like zombies in general, I don't know if you want to do this now. You can tell yeah, me, you up? tell me, shut you tell me, shut up or not. Uh, we had a friend of ours, uh, Timmy, Aluro Timmy Alameda de Cumbo Agundapway. Sure. Yes, yeah, I know Timmy. his full name. Him and I had like a lot, like as a bellman, you used to have like eight hours stretch on slow days where you're just able to like talk about stuff. Yeah. And we came up with like what we thought would be like the best zombies. Mm-hmm. So, boom, one, the kind of infection. It's like, imagine like kind of fungal infection in the way of like you can think of um, the other video game, Last of Us. Sure. But in this, it's just like there is. It's not like an actual fungus. It just spreads like tendrils through your body. Like, so eventually it kills you. But those tendrils are what activates through like an electrical pulse, like the, the various like muscles in your in your body. Um, okay. So that's how it operates a corpse is by like electrifying the the muscles. And like that's it. how it does. And so it's a parasite the, and kind then, of thing. Yeah. It through the magic of whatever the you know heck this is, Sorry. it consumes like the, the the living flesh, and that's what it converts into energy, right? Sure. But here's the kicker. Okay. Whatever was utilized to its most like to its biggest degree to successfully catch whatever it caught mm-hmm. would it would that is where the nutrients would go more predominantly so if a zombie was like running and running and running and like having to do that and the electrical impulses are going legs 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 when it finally would feed it would go into the legs and that zombie henceforth would be faster that sounds dangerous and right and so but uh, mix that with everything. So what we came up with is, you know, obviously, what are you doing when you're a zombie and you're eating things? You're chewing. So you're mm. activating those muscles. So think of the zombies as looking like um, 30 Days of Night, mm-hmm. those, those vampires. Sure. How they're like, you know what I'm talking about, right? They're super yeah. muscly, like faces, like right, muscle yeah. jawed faces. That's what zombies would look like in our zombie world because they're, they're constantly chewing. But if one had to like rip through something like so, in other words, I think it'd be a really fun way to like have a, cre- a very dynamic group of zombies that could either maybe maybe mix in some things like hearing or sight or hmm. all those different or, or mixing them together to create zombies that like are using their uh, abilities to superhuman levels at, and then some at the deficit of others because they just didn't need it, you know? Sure. And that's cool. 
I thought that was a fun way to like do a bunch of variations with while completely avoiding this one's gas and explodes, you know, for some reason, like this one's yeah. a really fat zombie and like because right. he's stronger. And I like, I don't know. I think those are like the most like common things like this whole like kind of shambling walking around zombie. I just think, uh, you know, like I said, you can do you can just do a, like a, a little bit better. It's 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 boring. But that's that's my official best nice. Zombie. If I if I were a, a rich guy and I could make some super cool uh, zombie movie, that's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I just watched that. That sounds very cool. Uh, and not to dismiss it at all, it's just I watched Frank just uh, attach a balloon to a zombie and send him back to base camp. Which I don't know. Like you don't ever see the zombie like come back into base camp, but I have to wonder like what that looks like at base camp. Just like a, a zombies <laughs> dropping in to the base camp. Like they weren't well, warned or anything. <laughs> it says, it says if things are dead, right. the parts basically get turned. So it's like, I don't think they necessarily would see anything. So It'd be like crystals just falling through the sky. Yeah. Maybe it's just the crystals. My interpretation of zombies in this game, I, I think they're the fucking worst. Like there's nothing <laughs> interesting about them at all. And I have played through, uh, 98% of the game, so I've seen them all. Um, you know, they take more damage with headshots, and the first two hours of the game, you see the same zombie, and then they slowly start inserting the bomber zombies, which which Frank saw, which is like a bloater and left for dead, or, you know, any other thing. Like we said, all, all zombie games have done that, basically. They explode when you take out their legs, or you just do enough damage to them. Then I want to say roughly eight hours later, they add another type of zombie that's not a zombie, it's like a mosquito with a laser beam, and then and they're super easy to defeat. And then another six hours later, you get a zombie that can actually jump around erratically. And that one, uh, that one's pretty cool. And then there's one more they add at the same time that has a mortar for an arm, which is a huge pain in the ass. But it's like, okay, that's a cool different kind of zombie. It takes a little strategy to get rid of them. But none of these zombies are really interesting. And I, I don't know, I always thought like the highlight of Metal Gear was the engine it was using and the, the AI of the enemies, like how they respond to distractions, how they go on alert and stuff. So I was hopeful mm. that like with espionage, sneaking, stealth with zombies, I thought that was a cool could be like cool environmental takedowns of zombies and creating distractions and stuff but like like we just saw on on frank's game these dumb motherfuckers will let you just stab their zombie bro in the back like a foot away from them and you're digging the crystal out of their skull and the other zombies just completely unaware and you can stab him in the head like it's very easy to manipulate just like i'm crouching and walking around them and then they're never gonna see me you are I just want to jump on how right you are about what makes a Metal Gear game a Metal Gear game is we used to play uh, just like you. It's funny. I had like a friend that we would it was his PlayStation. I never owned the PlayStation. So we would always play as his house and we would replay missions and just like do stuff like knock a guy out and then like leave him in the middle of the floor. You right. know, and, and like, like you wake up and one person finds him like then a mine yeah, will go yeah. off. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting up, setting up all that stuff was a blast. It was just fun. It was it was entertaining to do like a, like a whole thing and like watch your patterns and try. Like it was comical yeah. to set situations Sneaking like that. Boxes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I that is what was fun is it made sneaking around entertaining. And I think it's really hard to do that. And in this game. It's it's not 
entertaining to sneak around. Like no. it's, it's like, why would I bother? When I, like, I, I know where I want to go. I want to like get this wormhole thing. So if I can just, yeah, if I can just shoot them all in the head once with a bow, I'm going to do it. You know? Yeah. Frank, did you have any comment on the, the zombies? I think, uh, you know, they're pretty generic. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I haven't seen the later ones and I imagine I won't because you said it was eight hours <laughs> well, later. I don't, I don't know uh, how the co-op's going to work. They may throw them at us. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I will say I, I played a little bit of State of Decay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly like how the, the amount of zombies were there. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes here, like you are overwhelmed with zombies and it, it isn't the easiest just to like take them out, right. you know, just trying to do a run attack, but you got to really time those out right. Yeah, and they, they, their movement is a little erratic sometimes. Sometimes they lunge. Again, for me in my play style, I just used a bow. It just didn't matter at all. <laughs> and I feel like if you do that, it I, I don't know. The, the game, I, I guess that's fine, but like it just it ends up not being much fun that that is a way you can beat the game. Um, so let's see. I'm going to jump over to base building. Um, I, I've seems like I've certainly got the most base building done in this game, but really my complaints come with the same as weapons, just how, how slowly they're rolled out. And there's some cool stuff. You can have gardens and water collectors and water purifiers and higher levels of weapons advances. And there's like crew management when you start to recruit people and you can put certain people on like exploration missions and development stuff. So when you craft like bullets, you get more bullets out of it. So there's some cool stuff there. It just takes so long to roll out that I guess if you really love that kind of thing, which I think you make, Tom, um, like in the same way that you love State of Decay, if you focus on the main story and force those things to unlock as quickly as possible, you'll just have more fun with it. Oh, so in the base building, you can also, you can get cattle pens. You can put in goats or sheep that you'll find. You guys might have run into some of them in the wild. And the way that you get the sheep, any guesses on how you get the sheep back to your base? You airlift them. You airlift them with a balloon. But what's key, and it's tricky, is you need to, you can't just airlift, like you can't sneak up and airlift them. You kind of got to incapacitate them. And it's it's become my favorite thing. Even when I don't need them, it, it's what I'll do. <laughs> you can't just shoot them in the leg because they'll keep running and sometimes your weapon's too powerful and it'll straight out kill them. So what you do is you get close enough, you sneak up as close as you can, and then you go into a full-out sprint and you just land your biggest haymaker on them. <laughs> you just run up to a sheep and you just punch him as hard as you possibly can and he goes flipping <laughs> over and over and then you run up to him and you attach a balloon to him and he gets sent back to your base that is so far the highlight of this game to me just punching sheep <laughs> as hard as you can <laughs> and i have a section for for what i'm going to call dust daddy that's what i've been calling him he's the giant kaiju monster that we saw he is uh, what, do you call, what are you calling him dust daddy um, dust daddy i yeah, like that he is uh the lord of dust i think they call um but we're gonna go with dust daddy he is a oh. giant kind of segmented but equally lame yeah he he looks like um shadow of colossus kind of style monster on certain screens the mouse like like when you go to the map like (laughs) the mouse will kind of like freak out a little bit yeah this game does it feels like a very rough pc port Uh, you guys have been navigating the ui and man it's it's rough. Like there's there, there are some menus like when you want to move thing from your storehouse to your character where it's like, oh, well, press three. Like, wait, why? <laughs> and when you're unlocking a chest, you press three again. You've constantly got to look on the screen to see what it's prompting you to do, which what feels like you should just be able to use your mouse. But mouse only ever controls the camera movement in this game. I was just eating and I sounded like a zombie. So I thought a zombie <laughs> was 
Yeah, when you drink water, like, when you drink water and eat in this game, it is depending on your voice actor, it can be mildly orgasmic. I, I, oh, yeah. I turned it as low as it could go, like the the deepest voice possible. So it literally, when he drinks water or eats, it sounds like a zombie. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, no, mine is, uh, she, she gets into it. She drinks water and she's like, mmm, mmm. <laughs> it's it's a bit too much. No, I, d- I didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention, I have never seen a game give as many tutorials as this one does and like oh. repeat the tutorials and tooltips over and over again. I, yes. I, they have a tutorial for Preach. every single thing and make you click through it. Like, read by an extremely can, unlikable and uninteresting robot, too. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Oh, do you mind if no. I comment? I was. I turned to. I turned to Grace because she was. She was sitting with me, hanging out while I was playing for the the, the hours leading up to this. Yeah. And I told her I was like, this would have made so much better. By them just making like the second robot voice like <laughs> unique or funny or different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's only male, female, but they both speak in fucking monotone. Yeah. And like they, they speak like, in a robot voice, like exactly like, like you would expect. There was nothing interesting about it. Oh, and, and I, I, I made a joke to her. And I was like, I was like, it's you could say the most interesting thing ever in that tone and it's just not scary like I, I could literally be like I am behind you Chris with a knife yeah. prepare to die and you'd be like ha, ha, ha. you know what I mean yeah. Like, and it's yeah. just like literally if I just changed my tone you know what I mean if, if, if yeah. I was just like I'm right behind you Chris prepare, you'd be like what you know what I mean like yeah. you, you would at least like so you could have the one it would be funny keep one monotone yeah you know where it's like hello you should do this. And if the other one just had some wacky voice, so yeah, it was just kind of like. psychotic for some reason. And yeah, like, hello, go over here. Like, it'd be funny to be like, oh, there's, there's, there's normal robot. And then for some reason, because of this event, there's like a dissociative identity yeah, robot and it, and that's it's like, like cracking jokes nuts. and stuff about the tutorial, yes. but there's none of that. Yes. And it's yes. not like there's just a few tutorials either. I, when you first get control of the character, I think there's like five separate tutorials in a row. And each one is like walking. As you survive, you will need to walk. This is putting one foot in front of the other. While you right. do not need to control each leg, press the move forward key to move. Right. <laughs> and, and like, it, yes. And about things like, like you need to eat to survive. Yeah. Like this man <laughs> that I created is easily in his late seventies. Like he has been eating for his He's whole familiar. life. Like, like say, say, it like say it just in a slightly different way where you you could say it like you could be like in order to eat you'll have to do this like yeah. you don't have to be like you'll need to eat like, <laughs> like yeah I know it's just yeah. dumb like I, and it's it's not like it's there's tutorials and then there's also them just giving you like feedback that I guess someone argued would be helpful like whenever you cross certain thresholds for your food water and oxygen it will reread the same exact prompt every time so when your when your food level gets to 50 percent it's it's like virgil will go captain you are getting hungry it is imperative to the mission that you do not starve so like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna eat a little something push myself back up to 70 percent uh you make that orgasmic sound as you eat and then uh your food will drop back down to 50 percent again uh within you know 
know, probably like two minutes because that's how fast the consumption goes down in this game. And it'll just read you the same voice line again. And I'm, as far as I know, there's not a way to turn it off. I will say like these are these are collectibles that are hidden throughout the world and um you you got a nameplate for that one which is just a thing you can add that's kind of to your your multiplayer name tag. <laughs> <laughs> but they're collectibles that are hidden throughout the world and I, I will say like they're hidden in a way that I appreciate because these are video game hiding places like anywhere that you would expect is a hidden yeah. place it's like yeah there's a there's a hidden secret there which is which well, is I nice like you know it makes you feel good about yourself reward you yeah, for, for like, hey, I took the time to look out this area, which is only pipes for some reason. And they were yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I know. But we threw a, like we threw you a <laughs> we threw something in there for you. <laughs> so, oh, so I run by our uh, our co-op area here is very Matrix like. We're in a giant void space and there's some giant text on the wall. It actually feels like we're in like a VR kind of simulation. But yeah, so I've selected a, an easy mission here. We're doing base level five creatures from this hub. You can uh there's your oh, repository, uh -oh. and there's some bunch of workbenches over here if you need to craft anything. You know, we could sneak around and stuff. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Plug Just it. follow me. What level there's am a I? I am level 31, so we should be is, okay. Is it a thing to, like, drop food and such? Like, Doesn't look can like you it, no. So you can't, like, feed me or... You're really hungry, is what you're saying? <laughs> feed me, daddy. No, I don't think I'm... I, no, I'm at 28% and 20 Oh, jeez. I dropped some soup in there for you, buddy. Wait, in where? Come over here to me. Turn around. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> See the black box? And there's also a crafting station over there, so we could craft this... more bullets. Okay, now, if you look at your mini-map, oh, you'll see there's... the soup! Yeah, I gave you soup. If you look at your mini-map, you'll see that there's, um, there's some waves coming in, and it tells you exactly where they are. So here's start of wave one. Wave one will last for um, three minutes. Great. I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tom, since you can't do anything, here, come here. Um, yes, mother. Ready? This is for you. There you go. Oh, what? <laughs> so I just gave Tom a turret. It does have limited <laughs> ammo. Oh, it's been 360. Oh, my God. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> you just made me useful. This is great. I can get him back up, I'm, I'm sure. Yep, I got zero revival pills. I'm redeploying, though, in like 50 seconds. I really shouldn't have tossed that napalm on you, huh? Oh, wait, I can revive yeah, you. I mean, that, was, that, may have, that may have hurt me a little bit. There you go, I got you. I feel like I'm early enough. This is like bringing on a low-level character in an RPG on a mission, you know? <laughs> yeah, you really gotta, gotta carry them, but they're having no, fun. No, you so. carry them, but <laughs> afterwards, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, you, apparently this is the way that you get the most crystals. This is bananas how powerful this gun is. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten 12. Chris, I need a turret, please, and make I, you. I, I literally cannot make one. <laughs> what? Chris, uh, yeah, okay, I get, Chris, I get that. If you could make a turret, though. I, I might be able to drop you like, some grenades. You just have to be really careful with them. I don't think I should do that now that I said that. No, he's not going to be. Don't <laughs> you should have. You said. Yeah. Three hours. You were like, just get three hours of gameplay. What you meant was like six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be at six now. It, I don't know. Because I got three hours of gameplay game. in, and I. That's also if you watch the fucking cutscene. I did. I did watch the cutscenes. Hey, there's a guy named Gecko. Hey, don't worry. I have. Uh, what's a Gecko? I don't know what oh, a Gecko is. Oh, no. Oh, Chris. Do Chris. I, you guys oh, need no, no, no. A gecko is a small Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, what? Awesome. It's, it's, yeah, look at it. 
Do you see? Oh, it's cool. right in front of you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me yeah, get some grenades cool, out. Except, except I can throw toothpicks at it, basically. Oh, oh it, it did not care about that, that Chris. That doesn't do damage. Chris, it does not care about that. <laughs> oh, I should have saved the... Oh my god, that stunning <laughs> shooting is terrifying! I don't want to be here anymore! Oh, it's jumping? Oh no. Oh no, that gun is terrifying! Oh my god. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. You're our only hope! Oh, we're, we're at the get-go. We're, we're so dead. Okay, okay, hit, revive me, revive me. Oh, there's a, so many of them. Oh no. Oh! Chris is up! Chris is up! <laughs> ah! Ah! Oh no, Tom! <laughs> it's gonna go down. I'm almost there. Oh my god, I'm almost it there. is so empty. Okay, Tom, you're back I'm up. almost there. There's a fucking spider, guys. Uh, excuse me, oh, there's what? a spider. So wait, there, there's like a mechanical so in spider. In other words, you've been playing for how many hours, Chris? And you're now, but there are now things that we're seeing that you haven't even seen. Yeah, I had never That's seen that, that walker. Yeah. They should reveal these things sooner. Six seconds, five seconds. We did it. That was so close. Oh my god. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? What? Oh, it was on easy. I just put up <laughs> four fences, fences to <laughs> try to help. All up. <laughs> yeah. Mission clear. That was uh, that was intense. It looks like we got a wait. B that rating. was the whole mission. That was the whole mission. Oh wow, good. Good. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know honestly, if run that's a lot more fun than the regular game, though. Yeah, that was. I mean, I mean, our, our as per usual, when we do we multiplayer. With, yeah. So I have five skill points right oh now. Oh my god. Oh fuck yeah. How many times so put it this way. Leveling up, baby. <laughs> yeah, for me to level up, it's five thousand eight hundred, <laughs> and I have four hundred thirty-two thousand now. <laughs> Oh, I'm power. Oh, this is Chris. I just carried now, you guys. Now, this is pod racing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fuck yeah. I just got seven levels. <laughs> I just want to explain like how much that helped me. Oh my God. Okay. So remember I was level two, right? Yeah. I'm level 17 now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're at the same fucking level. Wow. <laughs> Basically. Wow. I just... Uh... But some of the interesting stuff that you can build for, you know, wave defense is that you guys might not have. The Molotov cocktails, the grenades, there's med spray that you can use that restores a portion of your life regardless of hunger and injury. There's normal fences, spiked fences. You can also get fences that have like barbed wire on top, spiked barricades. You guys saw the heavy machine gun that I deployed. There's also a mortar. You can make sandbag footholds, ex exploding drums, so you can place them around and set them off strategically. Uh, there's some lures you can put down. There's a strengthened Molotov cocktail. There's mines like um, claymores. There's decoys, which attract them. There's a balloon trap, which will just restrict one guy. Yeah, so that's some of the stuff that... Um... The only incentive to play the main game, I feel like, would be like, just get enough where you can utilize the facilities in between, you know? Right, yeah. Because this is more fun. Yeah, if you have someone to play with, because the state of the game is that... I've played this game, I want to say, like seven different nights now, and each time before I logged off and logged on, I went to quick play and looked for a game and couldn't find anyone. There was, there was no one to play a game with. Wow. And this game but came like, out in it, 2018. This is entertaining to do it like this. Uh-oh. Oh, Tom looks like he's dying. Is it because of your food, Tom? Are you starving to death, Tom? You are? <laughs> Tom? I'm, I mean, I'm starving to death, but I also to fell the off the top. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Go to what? Go to the, the box to get the food. Thing? Yeah. I'll be there. In, uh, oh my god. I'll be there, sub boy. <laughs> oh, they're right behind you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going full speed. <laughs> it's okay. Just limping over there. Oh, okay. turns out food isn't my problem. 
a horrific physical injury is. Oh, oh, you got because you fell off that building probably. Yeah, what what what'd you guys think, multiplayer? <laughs> this is the only fun part of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I would I would do it again. Yeah. The first six hours were pure pain. <laughs> well, this is the only. See how far part. I can get through my notes, and maybe we can play a little bit more. <laughs> I just okay, opened okay. my. I, mean, you know. I just opened my stuff. Can someone feed cool. me though? <laughs> Some of the comments that which we'll look at later are people talking about how this game is dead. It's dead in the sense that there's no people online. But someone said that like they, this game definitely didn't go the way of No Man's Sky. Like the the developers didn't support it anymore. But there was a patch pushed out for this game like with a with a seasonal event that came out on like a week ago. Like they they continue. There's some stuff that's automated. Like there's daily login bonuses that'll give you like six rations and stuff, which is super yeah. helpful just to keep you going. But there's like there's they're still pushing out events for this game that, given I don't know how involved they are, maybe it's just like a slightly tweaked like co-op mission that you can do, and maybe they add a couple pieces of gear here and there. But it, it's not like it's completely dead and not supported at all either. So that, that kind of surprised me. And a couple voiceover artists to mention: uh, Good Luck, who is in the intro sequences, and a bit later on, he's kind of your all-knowing guy that sends you on this mission is Kane Murray. He also voiced Umber Eyes in Resident Evil Village, which you played through pretty recently, Tom. Uh, Gruen is voiced by Jeremy Hall, who does uh, audio team work and some voiceover work for a variety of games, including Marvel games, Medal of Honor games, and a few Insomniac games. The most notable one is Reeve. Uh, Reeves, uh, he's the partner you meet at the beginning, seeming hard of stone, who doesn't want to let anyone know that he... I don't think you've gotten there yet, Tom. Maybe Have you met Chris in the game? Frank, small kid. I don't think so. Okay, so you meet Chris. Uh, is a who child? Turns, yeah, who turns out as paraplegic. Um, or, uh, yeah. He, oh, I saw you help he him. He needs a wheelchair, and Reeves doesn't want people to know that he wants to get the kid a wheelchair. He's that stone-hearted. <laughs> but Reeves is uh, voiced by Matthew Mercer, a very extensive voiceover work, including Levi and Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jatoa. I don't, I don't know. I don't watch JoJo. But from that, uh, Leon in Resident Evil 6 and McCree in Overwatch, as well as a couple of characters in League of Legends and Fortnite. Uh, he was born in West Palm Beach, 561 boy. And he does... What? Uh, yeah, he does a web series on Twitch and YouTube called Critical Role, which is where professional voiceover people do D&D. It's pretty popular probably the most popular D&D. Very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're up to like 250 episodes now with that series. Miranda, the nurse, which you meet pretty early on, is voiced by Marisha Ray. She's also part of Critical Role. Yeah, I think I got her. She voices Margaret in Persona 4 and Persona Q. There's a quite other like player voices that you can choose for your character. Um, you can, like I said, you can pick which voice they're using, guys and gals. Um, you can actually pick voice lines done by Matthew Mercer for your character. So you can be Matthew Mercer talking to Matthew Mercer, except your character, Captain, never actually talks. They just just do like the the grunting and stuff so okay so who has covered this game this game has been the butt of many jokes since this came out just people who make videos dogpiling on it and i guess are, are we one of them i don't know we're, we're talking about it in a more legitimate way i think um most people have been their focus has been on uh they're upset about kojima was was kicked off of you know his own production company essentially development company it also hit a nerve with people, um, the way that they included microtransactions in this game and reusing assets from Phantom Pain, which, as I've said, did not play Phantom Pain, so that doesn't mean anything to me. But apparently there's very little in, like, the environmental assets of this game that are unique to this game. If you play Phantom Pain and look at this, you're like, is this an add-on to Phantom Pain? Every single, like, box and stuff has been, was used in Phantom Pain. So anyway, many people reviewed this game. Um, Zero Punctuation called it the third worst game of 2018, comparing it to Fallout 76. Uh, Video Game Donkey said, this is like if Nintendo fired Miyamoto in an 
announced a Mario dating sim on Virtual Boy. Um, Angry Joe wow. Show, uh, Jim Sterling, everyone has a video on this game. But I would go out on a limb and say most people, especially people who have strong opinions about this game, have not actually tried it. Um, I think they've they've watched a, a video by one of those people and have decided what it is. And just because of, you know, like I said, microtransactions and That's me. Kojima, <laughs> um, they formed an uh-huh. opinion about it. More on the microtransactions, you probably saw in exploring some of the many menus in this game, something called SV coins. They mostly affect cosmetics, um, but they can buy things that help you defend the base and boost your resources. I think most notably the SV coins they are needed to create a second character, which is pretty wild. You can only have one character saved in this game unless you want to pay like $10 to unlock another character slot. (laughs) And when you, I've talked about some of the base building and you get an exploration team, you recruit enough people into your base and you can send them on quests to like, I'm going to send you out to get sheep and they come back with like 10 sheep. That's great, but it takes 24 hours to do that. You, there's four more slots for exploration teams, but there it's required to use SV coins to buy more. So it's kind of behind a paywall. Like I said, you you get login bonuses, you get like 20 a day, but it's probably like a thousand coins to unlock an additional team to go out. So you would have to play a lot without, you know, spending real money to get more exploration teams out. That's frustrating. Um, Yeah. This game was developed and published by Konami, uh, one of the better known game developers, I think. Their franchises include Silent Hill, Castlevania, Contra, Frogger, Gradius, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pro Evolution Soccer. They also own Bemani, which has DDR and Beatmania, as well as Hudson Soft, which controls Bomberman, Adventure Island, and Bloody Roar. They are the 19th largest video game company by revenue, and this game is notable because all the other Metal Gears were headed by Hideo Kojima, with the exception of Snake's Revenge and the NES port of Metal Gear, the original one. Technically, most Metal Gears were created by Kojima Productions, which was Kojima's standalone studio, but it was in partnership, like owned by Konami. Anyway, in March 2015, uh, Konami announced some big restructural changes happening. They canceled the upcoming Silent Hill game that Kojima was supposed to work on. Um, The tech demo was out. It was called PT, and it was extremely highly praised, so this kind of set some uh, rippling out and frustration, and uh, it was very popular, and they removed him from the project. Uh, They then renamed his LA studio, said he wasn't on the board anymore, and the team, the Kojima team wasn't allowed access to promotional material for the game, so they were entirely removed from the Metal Gear site, development info, etc. Um, this was during like wrapping up of Phantom Pain, and there are some mixed messages about like how much he was involved in the end. Supposedly, like he did com- help finish complete what Phantom Pain. Because like it's still unclear, just... and uh, there's lots of videos out there talking about what it was. But essentially, like it seemed like they had a falling out. Maybe it was he didn't want to work on Metal Gear anymore. That was going to be his final one, and they wanted him to make more. It's it's kind of unclear to me. There's some deep dives about it, I'm sure, out there, but I, I don't know. Because, uh, like, I, I thought he was just, I mean, regarded uh, as, like, a genius. Superstar, yeah. You know? I mean, the, I get, maybe you're right. Maybe they just tried to, like, milk him for all he was worth. and Like, he wasn't allowed to attend the, the game awards that Phantom Pain was in. And, like, there's a video wow. of them, like, they got the announcer reading, like, he wasn't able to be there because he contacted, like, the lawyers contacted him and he was not able to be there on behalf of Konami and the whole audience booze. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, public reception in the game community was very negative about Konami about this whole thing because the community loves him yeah so um yeah Kiefer Sutherland who did the voices for Snake in that game accepted the awards for him so he at one point had said that he was interested in having a game with a ninja fighting nanomachine empowered zombies so he had put that out there in the world uh so this game here Survive is on the Fox Engine um the one that they used for actually used it for Pro Evolution Soccer as well as Metal Gear Solid 5 and a few other projects he of course went on to reform his studio with most of his staff and create the luggage carrying game uh, Death Stranding he was asked while this game was in development if he had any 
anything to do with it. He said he didn't, and that Metal Gear is about political fiction and espionage. Zombies don't fit into his vision for the series, which is a bit at odds with what he had said before, but... Um, the game most of the pitch was a very co-op multiplayer experience but from the jump uh, that they were even creating a metal gear game without kojima was immediately the focus of a lot of hate and you can still look at the official video pre-game uh, that showed gameplay for, for metal gear survive on youtube it has seven thousand thumbs up and fifty thousand thumbs down so yeah to say that the internet piled on is a is a uh, understatement gonna wrap up the plot real quick so you get a bunch more survivors you add them to your camp some of them are fixed characters like the miranda the nurse there's a couple other ones the chris chris is the, the kid who's really good with tech and he helps like fix virgil and stuff so virgil the ai creates a wormhole but can't keep it open you establish contact with the world through that wormhole and find out that groon is the guy you're talking to now good luck apparently killed himself because he was caught working against your mission so it's kind of clear what was going on with good luck but he, he was caught um that like he was actually sabotaging you or something so Grun says he's going to bring you home but you'll need more energy when you get enough there is a defense wave kind of thing why for would your good base. luck do that yeah it's it's unclear and especially it's very unclear whether you can trust Grun also but this is like 10 hours into the game and you're like yeah maybe this is it maybe the game is going to have like a cycle thing you just kind of re keep rerunning or exploring more areas but it, it opens up a wormhole you get to communicate with Groon, like i said but it, it's not enough to uh to get through so you power it up by collecting a lot of stuff and, and you take another run at it you create the wormhole again like i said you there's you fight off some waves of zombies of your base tom you were asking about that before it is actually helpful to have some walls around your base for that purpose Groon encouraged you to push the the power up 10 percent more and you didn't know why but you're like i guess we should trust him you're carrying chris on your back and there is dust daddy coming for you you guys should be able to see that on stream in a second oh, it's multiples. a giant centipede well it's one thing it's like connected by like tubes and it's but it's kind of like a centipede like thing with giant lumbering steps yeah so there is an extremely long one of the longest escape cutscenes i've ever seen in my life very little of it is controlled it's just you just keep stopping and looking back at the at dust daddy while you're ascending this tower where the wormholes at the top of and he's like the dust daddy is like sucking stuff in he so you make it through the wormhole just as dust daddy is attacking some cool scenes where like his giant arms are reaching in to grab you like I said, Shadow of Colossus kind of vibes. So there's a Reeve saying, like, we got to jump in this wormhole. And he jumps up and you very slowly lose gravity. And anyway, you jump across platforms a couple more times. You just barely make it make it up into the wormhole. It's still going. I'm telling you, it's the longest escape sequence I've ever seen. The dust daddy's reaching up to the wormhole. He's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. No, 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 dust daddy. Don't do it. Everything, every cutscene in this game just takes forever. Yeah, it, it really does feel drawn out. You fall and you miss the wormhole. And then in one of the goofiest things I've ever seen, I turn the volume up. Here. Yeah, the robot, like with his jet booster, he uh, he lifts you up and you give him like a fist bump as he lifts you through the the wormhole. So you go through the wormhole. It's like I did it, right? And maybe there's gonna be something like where you go back to Dite and or Dirte and uh, and you like keep farming it or something and try and kill Dust Daddy. But uh, and you're back on Earth, right? That's the end of the game. No, you find yourself in a forested area that turns out to still be Dite. Uh, you figure out that Groon wanted to bring back Dust Daddy to Earth and use it as a source of energy. 
Good luck in a recorded message tells you that what you have to do is you have to kill Dust Daddy. You wander through this area, which is it's just a forested area of more uh, more detail. It's separate from your main base, but it's kind of a short, small area, and you can jump between them, but you don't have your full base here. Anyway, he's like, there's a weapon here that you need to find. It's the only thing that that will be able to kill Dust Daddy. So the, it's someone from the Charon Corps supposed to help you find it. So so you guys remember Seth, the guy who was like, you, you saved at the very beginning, who was being sucked into the wormhole. Yeah. So you find yeah. him, and he's about to be killed by a guy named Dan. Um, and Dan seems a little crazy, like he killed the rest of the Charon Corps, um, which is kind of like what you assessed had happened. Like, Charon Corps was the group that was there before, but they're all dead, and they were killed by someone who betrayed them. Anyway, he runs off. You find a Metal Gear, and Dan shows up again. And it turns out Dan's not the bad guy. Seth is the bad guy, but he's back at your base. And he's taking someone hostage. So, hold on, I'm gonna jump to that cutscene real fast. What you find out is Seth is, he's like, join us, and he's like in super infected and he's working with the dust or with the the dust monsters and he starts to like activate you because you're infected already but you sprung a trap on him and um reeves is gonna pop out and shoot him in the face he takes his time though honestly like he could have done it a lot sooner yeah it's like hey reeves i'm fucking dying here (laughs) he has one of the largest exposition dumps i've ever seen like he's this he's this monster and he's working with the enemy, but it's like he's going to tell you the master plan and exactly how everything works. He does have a cool transformation here, which I'm showing on stream. Big nemesis vibe. he's like the only sentient... So while he's in this form, he's a giant monster ready to destroy you. He gives he gives you all this plot. <laughs> he explains that he's infected with the dust, just like you. And the dust isn't dust, like when you venture out into the world. It's not dust, it's nanomachines. Nanomachines are originally from like human-made nanomachines for medical purposes. But these nanomachines have turned evil, and there's a lot of them. And that's what the Wanderers are. They're people corrupted by nanomachines. And why isn't Seth like them? Uh, because they decided that he could be most useful if he appeared human. And... Uh, uh, so also Seth infected Virgil, the machine, and Virgil quarantined its memory so, so it wouldn't become more infected. That's why it doesn't know about, like, what happened to the previous team. But now that he's had contact with Seth again, Virgil knows that Dite, Vir- Virgil tell, explains to you that Dite isn't actually an alternate dimension, as we've been told so the entire time. So which one's the OG machine voice? Is it the girl one or the boy one? I don't know. It does, like, resolve into one. I think it's, a, I think it's the guy voice, I'm pretty sure. Um, so Virgil tells you that Dite isn't an alternate dimension. It's the future. Furthermore, Dust Daddy is getting stronger because, you see, this is essentially the end of time, the end of humanity. And after getting more powerful, uh, like, it absorbs all the nanomachines it, it, and it can create wormholes. So it will create a wormhole and go back in time to create to get more nanomachines and become more powerful. So it's in like this endless loop where it's just consuming more nanomachines. But because this is the end of time and there's a giant monster, uh, it's essential that we kill it so that it doesn't end humanity or something. This is where it gets very Metal Gear. So apparently it's in a weaker state right now because it's at the beginning of its loop. I don't know what the, I've lost the plot, but that's what it says. So you kill Monster Seth, as we just saw on stream there. You find out that Virgil will be destroyed or like it'll be infected and destroyed in 12 days. And also very coincidentally, you're infected and you probably have, they estimate, about 12 days left. It's very convenient. So you've got 12 in-game days to get ready for like the final fight and wrap everything up. You get the pieces 
of the Metal Gear together. You power it up. You're going to lure Dust Daddy in. You're going to fight it. But it turns out that you, someone has to stay behind to make sure it works because Virgil says apparently he's too compromised to do it on his own. So even though there's no way to get back one by one, all these people who apparently hated each other in the beginning are like, I'll stay to ensure it works until only Chris, the, the kid with the great tech skills, is going to be the one to go through the wormhole and go back. Everyone else is going to stay and make sure that you guys hit this machine. So on stream right now, I'm showing you guys powering everything up. Dust Daddy has been locked into a position to uh, to hit it. So when the wormhole opens, you actually have two choices here. You can follow Chris into the wormhole and abandon all your teammates and just like go back home. And uh, in which case, if you do that, that's just the end of the game and you reappear in the desert. Everyone is assumed dead and you just wander off, which apparently is a reference to like there are there are what's called lost soldiers in Phantom Pain, which like your character would be a lost soldier, I guess, because you're wearing the same clothes. Or if you stay, um, which I think is what most people would do, you use the Metal Gear and it uh, it wrecks. um, Let's see if I have a cutscene of it here. It wrecks. jump ahead okay so you power up the metal gear with a with a rail gun and you shoot dust daddy you're aiming where it's thinnest oh yeah he's he's definitely designed like if a monster was a human centipede yeah (laughs) right so you shoot the rail gun. it looks like three separate monsters tied together yeah so you sever it, it falls apart, it drops down onto the ground. So you think you've won, right? Obviously you've won. It just kind of reattaches itself where where you shot it, and like it's back to 100% again, and everyone's like, what? And then Virgil stops you, even though there's, you know, obviously you're going to, this, this thing's coming to get you. Um, and he explains that, uh, it's uh, sorry, it's a message from Good Luck who's explaining, like, if you've heard this message, then it means we've failed. The dread dust didn't begin its existence as organic life. Therefore, they have no concept of death. That is what he says. So since it doesn't understand death, it can't die, which... Wow. I don't know. That's not how death works. Um. <laughs> That's cool. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, a little side tangent here. Yeah. There's a uh, Terry Brooks. He has a, a series, The Sword of Shannara, right? It's like a Lord of the Rings type thing. Okay. And I don't know if it was in the first book or maybe it was. Maybe the first original series. Yeah. The sword. There was like a you know the Sword of Shannara, obviously. Yeah. And its magical power was like it just like I think it was like it tells you the truth or something. Okay. And like people don't understand. It's like well, how's it going to defeat the the main bad guy? But the main bad guy. He was like so ignorant of death, like when when the sword touches him, it's just like, oh no, you can die, and he's like, oh, I can die, and he just dies. Okay, so funny. It's like something like that where he funny you he say was like that. So, so like it has to tell him about it has to inform him about death. Okay, so like yeah, like it's, so like, they, it's like no, you can die, and he goes, oh, I can die, and he fucking dies or something like that. <laughs> so they play this message from Good Luck, and it reveals that hey, you guys ready for this plot twist? He is the machine. Uh, close. So Good Luck reveals that he's spent the last 30 years trying to get you out of that place, but he couldn't do it. He let you down. It's revealed that Good Luck is Chris. Wait, is Chris? Yeah. Who's Chris? Chris was the little kid who was good oh, with the tech. he's the little black boy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because Wait, he's the only one that got it's out. Like, it's like, it's okay. Yeah, because he had just gotten out before. Like, but he's we, the one that sent you in. Adult Chris. Sort of. I think it creates a loop in which, I don't know. I don't think about time travel too Didn't much. Adult, oh, so, uh, <laughs> so they're saying adult Chris. Uh, help me out. Adult yeah. Chris sends you in yes which allows him to be you. rescued yes exactly thus paradox <laughs> then he right right right, right. And then yeah. he realizes the only thing he can do so 
yeah, send so you in? He was supposed to go to back to him. 1980 where he came from, but he actually went to 1943. So he established a group to research this stuff and was hailed as a brilliant scientist. But really, it was all because he was reverse engineering a device from the future that he had brought back with him, which is another weird paradox, but whatever. So he says it's all up to you whether you can pull this off. So the way you kill it is... Frank, very close to what you just said. <laughs> Virgil says that he must become one with the Lord of Dust to reveal the concept of death to the dread dust. So once he does that, you hit it with a railgun again. Miranda says, no, you shouldn't <laughs> do it, Virgil, for some reason, because they all just love this robot AI. Anyway, I hate that fucking robot. Does the AI understand death? So anyway, we hear... Well, it has to teach I have so no yeah, problem. I'd be like, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go, fuck off, Virgil. So th there is, like, again, all this exposition about, like, wait, does the AI actually understand death? And he just waxes poetically on about life and death and what it means. And then um, I'm showing you the cutscene right now of Virgil, the the refrigerator AI blasting off and doing some <laughs> cool twirls in the air and then just going straight into um, Dust Daddy's mouth. Virgil says, I truly enjoyed the time we spent together and then goes into its in, mouth. In that just terribly This is just done, like fucking like... C-3PO in the last movie. <laughs> so it's like, fuck off, just die. Why don't you go die, all right? So you guys think about it for a really long time for some reason and then you have to run. Why would, why would it make you run? It makes you run across the battlefield. There's no enemies all the way back over to the Metal Gear. You aim at its head again. <laughs> so... You run back over. Yeah, Dust Daddy's dead. You run back over to your group, and you look at Reeve, and Reeve is like, let's go home. But what he means is like base camp. So you're like, okay, so you're just going to continue fighting here. Okay, so it rolls some credits, and you walk back up to where Virgil's kind of base pad is. You're thinking about how much you love that robot. And then, like, out of Dust Daddy bursts Virgil. Virgil was fine. It, his, his dialogue is like... What? Yeah, his dialogue is um, it's like, huh, turns out I can survive a railgun blast. And uh, also the nanomachines have, have turned off. So he's not infected anymore. You're not infected anymore. And he's like, let's work on getting home. And that's the end of the game. I honestly don't know how it rolls into New Game Plus. I and think then you can pick classes. Well, you go, you go and get one more memory board and then you can pick classes. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. That's yeah, so weird. That is that. Let's roll through the reviews real quick here. Rolling through the All right. Reviews. So like I said, yeah, the game's still receiving <laughs> report, uh, support. This is the lowest scoring Metal Gear game, according to Metacritic. Uh, Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1 had a score of 94. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty has 96. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater has 91. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker has 89. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots has 94. Metal Gear Solid 5 Z Ground Zero had a 75. Oh, that's the, one of the lowest scoring one otherwise. Uh, Phantom Pain had a 91 and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance had an 80. There are other versions of like all those, of course, but um, and like kind of in between games re-releases deluxe versions, but those are kind of the main ones. So Metacritic score, which is an aggregate of critic ratings from zero to 100. What do you guys think this has on PC? Uh, I think it's always higher than what we think it should be. And I used to do that and then I stopped. So I'm going to say 68. 68 from Tom. Frank, what do you think? I'm going to say, I know this doesn't count towards anything. I'm going to say the console's got higher ratings. Okay. And I'm, but I'm, I'm going to say this one on PC got, uh, I'm going to go 42. 42. Okay. So you're right that it got a higher score on consoles. On PlayStation 4, it got a 60. On Xbox, it got a 62. On PC, it got a 54. So that puts... Uh, Frank a little bit closer so congratulations Frank and I can reveal what the prize is this evening this one's actually pretty cool not what I did to it but 
it, it's pretty cool. So I'll hold it up here on stream. It is a 3D print of Solid Snake's eye patch, which looks Ooh. pretty cool. I have I have like pipe cleaners using for the strap right now, but it, it works it works pretty well. <laughs> I sprayed it with oh, some rubberized. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, it, it, oh. Yeah, it's it's rubberized. It, it's a uh, it's really cool. All right, looking. that's sick. Yeah. So let's read some critic reviews. All right, I'm gonna do it as my character. Okay. Um, uh, no, we can't understand. Bulbasaur, we can't understand. <laughs> uh, Riot Pixels gives it 30 out of 100. Using the Phantom Pains engine, its models, animations, and other assets, Metal Gear Survive looks like a shoddy fan modification. Boba. Boba. <laughs> All right, Frank, what do you got there? Uh, this is from Game Watcher with a 55 out of 100. All the issues I've outlined with Metal Gear Survive essentially boil down to one thing. The vast majority of the game feels boring. It takes quite a long time for certain aspects of the game to stop feeling tedious, and it's very easy to feel discouraged from playing altogether as it takes so long for the game to feel like it's actually going somewhere. If you could be bothered to sit through hours of hunting, completing repetitive missions, and accumulating skill points at a painfully slow rate, you'll eventually feel comfortable enough to focus on the crazy story. If exploration and survival is your cup of tea, well, this one may be for you. If not, this is not worth your time. There you go. And from Playzine uh, for the PlayStation, they gave it a 25 out of 100. They said bland and mediocre Oof. gameplay, ludicrous hunger and thirst meters, which make this game practically unplayable, not to mention the always online feature, are what's making this game a great candidate to avoid. And Tom, one more for you there. This is from Two Achievements, 60 out of 100. If you can wipe away all the preconceptions surrounding Konami, Hideo Kojima, and the Metal Gear franchise, you'll find a competent game in Metal Gear Survive. The story is mediocre, and the game has obviously cut corners to make the budget despite being full of microtransactions. However, it is also fun as both a survival game and a hold defense game at times. So, so people talk about the microtransaction issues. Just to be clear, when this game launched, at least on PC, it was $40. So not a full-priced game. So, I mean, there is an argument there, like, I don't know, maybe there's an argument there that th they should have charged you more to get more gameplay out of it. I, I don't know. I haven't spent any money. And Tom, I know you're enjoying it a bit more than Frank, and he ha you haven't spent any money. So I don't know, just something <laughs> to keep in mind. Um, but enough. I've just spent $80. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I spent $80, and I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, and I fucking hate this game. But uh, enough from the snobby critics. Surely the users will be more level-headed, right? <laughs> so uh, 54 out of 100 from the critics. What do you guys think the users gave it? And that's out of 10. On Metacritic, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay around the same low. I'm gonna say a six, six. Okay, and Frank, what do you think? Uh, I guess I'm gonna say a five, a five. Well, uh, the critics actually were much much more fair to this game than the, uh, the fans. Ooh. This game on Metacritic right now is sitting at a one point three. Okay, I believe it. I yeah. believe it. Yeah, when the internet hates something, they all hate something. So, like I said, there's lots of That's like users. one of the lowest ones we've talked about, right? Yeah, yeah, do not do not make uh, Kojima fans angry. So, I don't understand I don't understand that. That's that's ludicrous. Like I said, a to lot me. of people who never played the game, I'm sure, just, you know, upset. And, you know, I, I didn't follow this saga nearly as much as, like, I remember when Infinity Ward had a big split up with all their developers because, like, they weren't being paid by uh, paid properly for the, how well Modern Warfare 2 was. And I followed, like, the, you know, the in 
in-game news about that and stuff. And I, I'm sure I felt was passionate about that, but yeah, people, people felt much stronger about, um, what happened with, um, Kojima and Konami. So like I said, it's people piled crazy on like, the save slots and the, um, it's like you're paying to use more of your hard drive to, to get more characters, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. We've played games that were, Oh yeah. Much worse like, than this. Unplayable. Way, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Close to unplayable. Like this yeah. is grace. When I was playing before she kept commenting, she was like, Oh, you said, cause I was like, oh, I gotta do homework. I gotta do homework for, um, GGN. And she was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not. And she's like, the, she was like, the game you're playing is too good. <laughs> and, and, and she was basing it off of like the way it looked like sure. just graphically, like it yeah, was I mean, a like, the, very good looking game. It, yeah. It's a good looking game for sure. All right. Let's hear from some of the, um, the people who saw it as a soulless cash grab. Um, <laughs> Frank, uh, why don't you start off with that great name? This uh, is from anal snake. <laughs> Similar this to solid game snake, feels yeah. like the need to explain the basic concept of eating and drinking. <laughs> Uh, not recommended. Yeah, like we were saying with those tutorials. Tom, you have one there? He's from uh, Lasurgic Sid. Sure. It says product received for free, mm-hmm. product refunded. Yep. Which is <laughs> which is conflicting. Yeah. But those are like the uh, little denotations they have on the review. <laughs> uh, it's like Metal Gear, but without the storyline, any snakes or anything fun to do, not recommended. Yeah. I'm sorry, where is this nurse from? Like, she's from, like, the Miranda? 50s? Yeah, she's wearing, like, I thought she was from a different time. And it's possible, but they never mention that they're being pulled from wormholes in different times. But she's, yeah. she's wearing, to be fair, like, all the, like, Silent Hill nurses are kind of wearing the same gear. So maybe it's just a Konami thing. Um, but a review from Godomology. Is this a Metal Gear game in the traditional sense? Absolutely not. Does it bastardize one of the most beloved intellectual and prescient series of all times? Definitely. But is the game fun? <laughs> yes. If Konami had put some work and reskinned the models, not used any Metal Gear characters or the Metal Gear name, they could have done something fun and made some money. Unfortunately, they probably let spite towards Kojima lead the way with this game's production. Metal Gear Su- Survive is a decent survival game that uses its mechanics fairly well. The crafting system is fun. The o- online co-op is interesting and fun as well. But buy it on sale, and after the initial wincing at it not being a Kojima game, enjoy zombie survival experience for what it's worth. Recommended. So, I think uh, he's right. If you just took away metal gear yeah honestly skinned it a little bit and you were just like this is a standalone thing like eh, it's fun. when i'm when i was initially playing this game and thinking about like what franchise it was in aside from the initial intro i kept thinking like it's a resident evil game because <laughs> it's just shambling zombies you know and it's it feels yeah. like it feels way more like a resident evil survival than um than metal gear survival frank you have one more there this is from uh sadius and they say it's a shame about metal gear it used to be solid, but now it's just trying to survive. Ooh, that's good. Eh. One more quick one here. Sinuan uh, says, The game acts like you need to be supervised all the time in fear of doing something stupid. For example, you've been hit. It seems like you've lost health because you've been hit. You should replenish your health by using a heal item. You see something you can pick up. Game pauses to show you a tutorial on how to pick things up. You pick something up. Game pauses to show you a tutorial on your inventory, which now has an item in it. You open your inventory. Game pauses to show you how to navigate your inventory. You select something in your inventory. Game pauses to show you how to use an item. The first 90 minutes consisted of cutscenes and 68 tutorials and nearly dying of hunger and thirst because normal human beings need to drink around 50 liters of water and a whole truckload worth of meat each day to live. Not recommended. 
So that is our reviews. But what about our own reviews? It's time we gave this game a score it deserves using our Garbage Valley score system. Our score system's a little unique. Instead of going 0 to 10, we go all the way to negative 10. So uh, if a game is so bad it's good, we'll put it in the negative side and uh, to reflect that it's enjoyable, but uh, not, not because they did things right. So, um, yeah, let's just kind of like openly discuss it here. Frank, since you've had the negative opinion, tell me what you really hate about this game. Tell me, tell me why you won't come back to it. I don't know. I mean, it was fun playing with you guys, and I would only play, like, honestly, right now, I'm playing the story mode yeah. again because I want to unlock more shit yeah, for co-op so i can have more fun <laughs> yeah. playing multiplayer but like i i literally do not give a shit about the story <laughs> especially now that you know it all uh, <laughs> yeah i mean well yeah even when i was even from the beginning like the, the beginning was so slow i was like okay this is like there's nowhere where this can go where i would really be interested you know sure. what i mean so from the start they kind of lost me yeah um but you've not been a huge but, metal uh, gear fan as far as like the style of storytelling goes either yeah well, well maybe you are yeah, but you well, I mean, it's, yeah i don't know i mean yeah i don't appreciate because i remember the the big thing that maybe not really that interested in playing metal gear uh solid 4 when it came out it was like <laughs> everyone was saying like yeah, you're basically just like playing a movie yeah. <laughs> like it, it's just basically a movie that you play like maybe a quarter of what you watch everything else is like cinematics right. you know <laughs> and to me that's not really super interesting like you know i'd watch someone else play it but me personally want to play it i, I wasn't super interested sure the uh, I just looked it up. It uh, holds the record for one of the longest individual cutscenes, which is 24 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine you beat a level and you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it for now. It's like, oh, I gotta watch this cutscene. Oh, I remember I remember oh, doing 24 that. Minutes. Like in, when when it's I played that game, which movie. I didn't barely remember, there are scenes where it's like, okay, I'm about to start playing though, and it's just it's just scene after scene after scene. Yeah. My friend played one of them, and I was just like watching him play, and I honestly don't remember. It's kind of like what you were saying, Chris. Like maybe it was one of the more recent ones. I don't know, but like <laughs> there was a cutscene. I literally fell asleep during <laughs> like that. It was like, I, I, I want to say it was, yeah, it was probably around like 15, 20 minutes where I just actually, it says fell asleep. <laughs> it says four has the longest cutscene at 27 minutes and the longest sequence of cutscenes at 71 minutes. I think that means one continuous, like you won't be playing. Like that's nuts. <laughs> there was one of the games that like we played that I rem I literally felt like at the end of it that I was like, I think this game is more cutscene than it is game. Yeah. Um. So from like we've said, it I think it doesn't need to be a Metal Gear game. The fact that it was tied in the way that it was. I don't know. It felt like they were trying to do some sort of fan service. Like, see, it fits into the universe, but it didn't end up mattering at all. The only tie-in that would happen at the end is if, like, oh, wow, if you choose this path, like, you are one of the wandering characters in the desert from Phantom Pain, I guess. That means nothing to me. I don't know. I Overall, I really enjoy, like, these survival games where you build up a base. That's something that I enjoy, um, being able to, like, get the goats and, like, they produce... <laughs> By the way, when you have goats in your base and they have, like, every 24 hours it produces the goods for you to harvest that it can produce... In include animal leather um, which is like okay i'll let that one slide whatever so you um, took their skin yes like but it goes further they also produce the meat so like uh mutton meat and then uh one of the things you can get from okay sheep either. is uh sheep brain so <laughs> you, have, you have one sheep in the stall and you can sometimes harvest just you know scoop some brain out of there and he'll keep producing <laughs> the fuck? But, but anyway like I, I enjoy the base building aspect of it like that and i think it probably would get pretty old with like sending the teams out on exploration it takes so long to go out there and do 
do things, and I'm not sure how beneficial those are, even though it seems like that that should be a core aspect of the game to in, in keep increasing your, your base building. Um, at the moment, it seems pretty interesting. I don't know where the cap for this game is. I know that once you unlock those subclasses, like that'll add a lot more interest. But what's going to matter is like, how many more guns can I unlock? You know, if I've seen pretty much all of them, then it's going to get boring real quick. But, you know, if it keeps unlocking more and more guns and yeah, that, that, that could be kind of interesting, I think. Well, and you I mean, you said you saw a few enemies that you haven't really dealt with in yeah. the multiplayer, right? Yeah. Like it seems like multiplayer throws everything at you where it's like, hey, this is what the game's really capable of. But in the, for some crazy reason in single player, it makes you like really like put yeah. it this way. In one multiplayer match, I went up 15 levels. <laughs> that's ban- that's bananas. Yeah. You know, and like to kind of shows that like the single player game would be a slog. Yeah, they definitely you know? didn't pace it right. There's just not enough interest to keep you going there. The decision not to give you those subclasses is wild. I can't wrap my head around that. And uh, there's some things that some of the reviewers mentioned, like it does feel like you need to eat and drink too often and unlocking new stuff for your base. It, it gets dry because you're just like, just give me the next workbench so I can craft better stuff. In, but it just takes a little in, too in long. In a bunch of like survival food eating games, I think it would like, listen, like it's a fun mechanic to be like, hey, every once in a while I need to do this. But like when you're playing like the boat, the ship, ship yeah the, oh yeah the one oh, last yeah. one we did yeah and it's like are you, are you really i need to like i need to piss like every three <laughs> like minutes like yeah. what is wrong like what's wrong with this guy he's got like an oti and he says like constantly feels <laughs> like he need, like i i just like and like yeah, it's a soldier and it's like you're eating like what seems like a huge meal and then like minutes later you're starving and yeah. i don't know I, it'd be fun to have food and like maybe at the end of like a like a reasonable amount of time be like hey i should uh, i should eat a little bit yeah, yeah. I get a little bit of food I, mean, I could be fine but like to make it where it's like constantly running out of gas in your tank yeah and you need to fill up like it it ends up being a burden not realism yeah and they they do give you some status effects for the food so better crafted food will like help you run longer and stuff which is fantastic great idea support that but yeah the the fact that you need to eat so much of it is it's it's not that part's not well done at all there's i mean yeah it's funny that uh, you know i had brought up you know micromanaging in the ship this game is way (laughs) more micromanaging sure so that yeah that's it's just irritating yeah not a Uh, not a mechanic you enjoy yeah i mean I, i get it you know but it's just yeah it's, it's not something bad yeah and i should point out we like we said the pc version does have the lowest scores and i think anyone who's played the pc version knows why you, you can, we talked about the ui a little bit but it is it's awful like there's when they when you can use a mouse and the the buttons you have to use to navigate around and like oh i have to go to this machine to open cases and i have to go over here this is where i accept my quests it's 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 hard to get a hold of and the tutorials i'm sure tell you what to do but that doesn't make it a better ui <laughs> Um, it's well, taking a lot I, like of time said, to get I used to. I kept hitting M for map. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dummy. It's, it's do you need like, the tutorial like, again? <laughs> yeah. It seemed like, well, it seems like an easier thing. Like you have a keyboard. Like, like, all right, you're playing a video game. You have your controller. It has a limited amount of buttons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you have a full keyboard and like you don't like have shortcuts. Yeah, no, they, they seem crazy. like they just mapped what would be on a controller to the keyboard because you never you never go past kind of your WASD area, you know. Okay, uh, so what what score do you think? Frank, what do you got? So, oh, man, I just died. Oh, bummer. <sighs> there you go. It's, our, it, it's built off an engine that was used for a successful game. Mm-hmm. 
So with that alone, you could be like, okay, well, you know, it's not really that broken of a game in that aspect. Sure. But yeah, like the physics and all work. Yeah. The enemies that you're going against, things, the way how the game works, and I mean, I will say one thing. You brought up uh, Dead Island earlier. Yeah. Dead Island is a game. I don't know if we maybe we talked about this before. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I I really enjoyed playing it, but. The one thing I hated about the game was items broke so quick. Oh, yeah. You know, the durability on a lot of items, it just didn't make any sense. Or you get a rare throwing knife, but then it explodes. So it's like, well, it's a one-time use thing, but it's right. like a legendary weapon. Yeah. Now, there was a there was a glitching exploit. Mm-hmm. So you could duplicate things. Yeah, I joined a server that, that did that And with that dupe once, exploit, yeah. it, it, was, it was fantastic. And that actually <laughs> made the game fun, you know? <laughs> That, that made it worth doing things and experimenting with weapons, you know, because if you liked, you could keep it. If not, you know, whatever, you could sell it. Or when it broke, you didn't care. Right. But if there was a weapon that you liked, you could actually hold on to it. So, so anyway, this game, you know, there's some breakage they have to repair. It's not that bad as far as that goes. Oh, no, But yeah. I think everything else about this game is just so annoying having to keep up with eating, drinking, <laughs> uh, your oxygen, and then oh, the, wait until you, you, you get, long get stretches people on your, uh, in your camp. You have to provide the food Because then they them. eat your resources too, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to donate stuff to the food bank and the d- drinking and the medical, and they'll use it up, yeah. And they eat it yeah. quick, real quick. I mean, I imagine once I once I can get stove, pot, or whatever to make yeah, clean the water, kitchen, yeah. that's, that's one less thing to worry about because food... Um, also, you the, the still daily bonuses—they give you a lot of stuff. It takes way too no, long I don't to get that. Wow! Yeah, I, I it, thought that was yeah. right around the corner. There's so many things this game takes forever to get, and you're like, "Why?" Yeah, like, this, like it's just, you're supposed to be just drinking be... dirty water for a while. And also, yeah, they like, want you to die. Is your guy a fucking idiot? Like, I constructed a gun. Like, I, I made a gun. Like, I can't make a thing that's like a pot. <laughs> like, I can't, pot yeah, you can't put a, a pot of water over a fire. <laughs> right, like, I can't be like, well, too complicated, right, I can, right, exactly. Like, I somehow figured out, like, all of you the different mechanical pieces. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I don't know of anything that could contain water. <laughs> Purify water, though? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Frank? I don't know. Because I'm not, I'm, I have to go positive because it's not a broken game. Okay. But I hate it, so I'm going to go low. <laughs> but when we played multiplayer, I liked it more, sure. and I'm currently playing it to get better <laughs> stuff for multiplayer. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, I mean, I'm only ever going to play this with you guys. When I say you want to play this, you know, I'll, I'll jump on. Sure. But uh, I'm, I'll am i give it a I'll give it a four. A four? All right. Tom, what about you? I agree with Frank that it is. it can't be a bad game. Man, because it's so funny because we do multiplayer and then like it just elevates all of these games, even the shitty ones, because it's just fun to like sure. do it with friends. Like all of these games are more fun like that. And it didn't seem bad. No, I'm going to say I'll give it a five. five. I was enjoying it more until hearing from you like, how long it took to find a new enemy and hearing from Frank that like he's much further than I was and like still didn't have a way to drink fucking water, you know, like yeah. clean water. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't been meandering on my game. You can see me like I have my rainwater purification tanks and they give me water. That's great. Except that like it also like you have to donate a lot of this. Oh, I'm looking at your base now. I've done, I didn't think you gave like a proper tour of your base. No, I don't think I ever did. I mean, show us around town, Chris. Yeah, show us around town. You need to build town. more 
okay, you need to build more tents for the more people you get. So here's some tents. Here's a communication tower that allows me to find more distress signals. People that you have in your base will occasionally give you side quests. So they'll just be like, run over here. And it's really another distress symbol or signal or something. Um, I got my first like food producing gardens here. So I have two tomato plants here. Tomatoes you can actually make real food out of. A few, you know, higher end crafting stations here. And over here is my, uh, here's my goats that I've, that I've taken from the field. And like I said, if I come up here, Yep, they want to give me some sheep liver, some goat meat, and some milk. So I'll just go ahead and harvest those organs from them, and uh, they'll continue to be fine. <laughs> okay, so I I didn't have anything written down for this. Um, I I have played this game for 23 hours so far. Um, wow. Yeah, I know, and I'm not done with a single-player story yet. Uh, like I said, parts of it have definitely dragged I, I wish I would have spent more time focusing strictly on the single player instead of like exploring around areas because you're not going to find interesting stuff. There's really not any, anything interesting. Did you never yeah. feel rewarded? Like, wh where'd you get that weird outfit? So you can color your outfits whatever you want. And uh, yeah, just based on the different gear you have, you can kind of put stuff together so, uh, that is my favorite part of the game really is that the fashion aspect of it they have a lot of a lot of neat stuff kind of hidden in this this armor here it has optional parts that you can craft for it which allow you to hold more ammo there's a lot of stuff like hidden in the menus that makes the game more interesting i think so i'm wearing like a what, what mag pouch do you want it to hold it's holding extra five five six rounds right now oh, i can wow. make it hold extra 45s or 12 gauge rounds so there's lots of like customization in there that's that's kind of hidden in the menus like i said you can change the colors and everything and i'm not bored of the game yet but i can i can definitely see how it would get boring quickly I, I i feel like i'm worried that like an evening or two for example tom if we were to play an evening of two of the co-op i think that we would we would quickly like oh that's the end i've seen all these things already <laughs> and if yeah. that's the case then that's a bummer but as it is right now in my experience playing it i've enjoyed it i think i'd put it at like a honestly a yeah, 6.5, I'd say. Like, I'm so far enjoying it. I love the reveal of Dust Daddy. The zombies are fucking awful, like I said. Loved, I just love a good survival game, and this is just hitting a niche that I haven't played a game of, like, State of Decay in a while. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. 6.5. Yo, you just brought up State of Decay, and maybe that's part of what colors this, is that, like, in State of Decay, there is the idea that, like, your camp eats, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like... You're not burdened with being like, hey, make sure this character is eating constantly. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it sure. does a good job of like making that assumption of like, hey, like it, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll sure. they'll make it. But like your camp as a whole, you have to kind of monitor that that number and try to make it. And I, I liked that. It's a good way to conceptualize. Be like, hey, there's a group of people. There's a certain amount of food. Like you got to make, you know, keep an eye on that. But to be like every few minutes be like oh god i need to eat another biscuit just feels stupid <laughs> you know yeah and sure. um uh, state of the k like it does this thing where it's like you're building individual characters and one of them dies the game auto saves like all the time so it's like you get into a tough situation and it's actually immediately i, I think games like this do well when they evoke the emotions that they're going for. And like Grace and I being Sid K and like we were driving through like some zombies and I hit like one that was like that blow up zombie, which is lame. Mm -hmm. Not lame <laughs> that I hit it, but lame that it is, it, it, you know, it's just a trope. It's a trope. Yeah. Yeah. But 
you know, when you do, it's like it gets in the car. So it's like you have to get out. So we're like bailing out of the car. And then like we're both getting swamped by zombies, but we were really not ready for a fight. So but in and if they died, these were characters that like you built, you leveled them up. So you were like, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. You know, not even just like I like them. Like you were like, they were good. These are good yeah. characters. So like they hit those emotions of like fear. You know, I know. I just sure. think that that that's what you should be aiming for in, in these games. And just it seems like with this, like it's all of the tediousness of survival with none of the like uh, kind of emotional impact. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. They have plot instead, which is, you know, Metal Gear plot. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And it, you're not you're going to run out of that plot very quickly, too, um, because it's, you know, it's plot. It's not limitless. <laughs> so uh, unless, of course, uh, you're playing Hades, in which case every part of everything is just, you know, just yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that'll about do it for us then. Um, just one more thing left. Uh, Who got uh, that closer? Uh, uh, I'd like to throw in a, uh, a little pitch. Oh, what you got? <laughs> I think it should be Frank. Oh, wow. <laughs> because he... Oh, Tom's using some reverse psychology. No, no, yeah. no. I really do. Turns I think... Out. Tom was the, oh, because the I like better patches. patriot all along. <laughs> no, I, I was. He's a double agent. <laughs> Frank put in for being for not liking it. Frank put in more Frank time put in than way I more did, time and didn't yeah. like it. So uh, yeah, and I liked Frank. it and put in less time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, congratulations, Frank. Metal Gear Survive, one of the lowest-rated games I've ever seen. Yeah, which did not deserve that long. Clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. copyright fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Garbage Game Night makes no claims to ownership over any games played and has no affiliation with any developer or publishing company. For additional references on cited articles and quotes, check our episode-related blog at garbagegamenight.com. Or if you have a comment about the game we reviewed or have a suggestion, drop us a line.